Welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast with me, Kathy Love. I'm a business coach who helps allied health professionals run powerful and profitable businesses in the disability sector. Join me for cutting-edge interviews with leaders in the allied health and business fields, along with plenty of practical content that you can use to make your business practice perfect. Welcome, welcome. Jesse and Carleen Parahai are in front of me, uh, the powerhouse behind Sense Rugby and more recently Sense Therapy. Hello, hello. Hi, Kathy. Hey, good to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just saying before we hit record that you just, it's one of those days and you're just rolling from one thing to the next, all in the context of quite a, you know, significant weather, weather piece going on. So well done for um, for getting here. Thank you. Uh, Colleen, we spoke a couple of years ago and that was, you know, back in the earlier days of Sense Rugby. I think it's really important to acknowledge and hear about where Sense Rugby's up to nowadays. Yeah, sounds good. It was um, a good podcast to reflect back on and just to sort of see how much things have changed since since we spoke last, Cathy. Yeah. So we're still going strong. We certainly were tested in COVID times as we all were, um, especially as we all found it a bit tricky to get together on the field and to, um, to share those group experiences like we've heard from a lot of the clinics we work with. Um, but we've been really lucky that we've had people in lots of different places be able to continue, um, maybe not all at the same time, but we have been able to get through that. So that's good. At the moment, we're really seeing this huge demand for groups come back into our therapy space. Spaces. I think as everyone realizes that we've we've missed out on a lot of social opportunities and, and our kids have too. So that's what we're working with at the moment. We've been really lucky in that time to welcome Jesse onto our team more full-time, um, which has been really awesome. Uh, we've also added a therapy clinic into the mix since Jesse has come on board. So it's given us a um, an added focus and I think it's really complemented what we do in Sense Rugby. Um, and yeah, just really working through getting to as many places as we can and, and restarting a lot of the groups we have too. Jesse, since Colleen and I spoke a couple of years ago, you know, back then at the start, you were a professional sportsman uh, and a superstar at that. What's it been like not putting up the boot, hanging up the boots, but coming into the business side of things more in the last couple of years? It's been a really nice um, transition for me. I think um, I think the fact that I've had something to walk straight into has made that transition a lot easier than it, it perhaps could have been. Um, given it was a, it was all during COVID where my retirement went down. So it was a bit of a tricky time anyway. Um, but it's really nice to be able to work with Carly and have built our own little team around us. Um, so it feels a little bit close to home for me and, you know, I get to socialize with our, with our workmates and and the people we work with, which, uh, fills the gap for that rugby misses. Yeah. I'm thinking that um, not everyone may have the real lowdown on what sense rugby is. So I think we need to sort of explain it. Um, I'm so excited to just be seeing so much more photos of it happening in the last month, but uh, kind of give us a bit of an overview. Maybe Jesse, how about you start? What, what is sense rugby? Why is it so important? Um, it's really important to me as, as we sort of touched on, I grew up playing uh, rugby league and rugby union and, 
Um, what that meant for me and my family um, growing up uh, was huge. All my all my best friends came from rugby. All my parents' best friends came from rugby, and that was what our community was based around. Um, and a lot of Carleen's clients that were coming into the clinic uh, that she was working at at the time were mentioning that you know they're wanting these outlets and being and wanting to uh, be involved in the community, but are feeling like they don't have a space. Um, yet to actually participate in those groups um, and for for us that was you know it was pretty heartbreaking it's really close mm-hmm. to home for me um, you know there's obviously that physical benefits but just the social aspect of of rugby and and being part of that wider wider network is um is invaluable for our kids yeah yeah and, and I think Colleen, we have that oh sorry yeah Carleen you brought the occupational therapy kind of missing half to the rugby piece as well Yeah, we talked a lot in those early days about the benefits that rugby brings from a sensory perspective, mainly at that point. Um, Just that outlet of, you know, heavy work, proprioception, (laughs) deep pressure, vestibular input, rolling on grass, all of the things. Um, so yeah, that bring that brought that into it for us. And our thoughts were, well, how can we actually use this in therapy? How can we make this our therapy tool? Um, and and make it so meaningful for the families. So Sense Rugby is really about putting the putting those things that we do in the clinic in the context of sport and putting it out on the field and as part of the community and working on the same goals, but the kids don't really know that. <laughs> so it's about making, you know, making therapy really meaningful for kids. Yeah. And how far is Sense Rugby reaching nowadays? I know we're just coming out of COVID and Omicron and the like, but it's it's back on the pitch. Where are you guys getting to? Yeah, we've got a fair few. So Oz and New Zealand really are the two areas where we're focusing on the moment, but at the moment, but definitely have some interest from other other areas too. Um, New Zealand has been um, a big growth area for us in the last couple of years. We partnered with New Zealand Rugby and they've really driven it forward there. Um, so lots of different groups happening around there. In Oz itself, where we've been able to welcome most of our most of our groups back, which has been really nice. Um, it's probably around 30 groups around Oz up and running. And um, yeah, we just partner with those local therapy practices or therapists and run it that way. Must be so wonderful for your hearts to just see kids careering around the field once again, you know, out of lockdown, yeah. just on the loose. I, I um, that was such a big part of my drive, getting out to those um, communities and and running the launches. But now that we've got Sense Therapies as well, we're actually running our own uh, weekly groups as well. So it's been really nice to be able to follow that progression of the kids that we work with. We're not just coming in doing a big event, having a really good time, and saying bye. Um, and maybe catching up with them down the track. It's it's us getting to grow with them and with the program as well and being able to adapt that um, as best we can. Yeah, I just feel, my gosh, I don't think we realise how much we missed seeing the kids out there <laughs> and how much of an motivator that was for us, as many of our, us probably realised through the last couple of years. As therapists and as sports people, we're often not made to sit behind a computer. So, you know, to be able to get out there and see the difference we're making again has been such a wonderful process and a a really nice um, driver for us. Yeah. We don't have to share all of the details, but the pandemic phase has also given you the chance to have a bit of a review of Sense Rugby and to actually strengthen it and bring in some extra team as well. So what's that looking like now and what's that going to enable you to to do in the next few years? 
been the biggest blessing, I think, in that way. It has allowed us to stop. We had a lot of growth in a really short period and Jesse was still playing at that point in time and we had two young kids. So we were really just meeting the demand around us. Um, this period allowed us to actually go through a really big review process with the UTS Business School and um, just see where where we need to work on what we're and um, what we're providing. Um, and through a, through that process and through a lot of reflection with you as well, Kathy, we we got to a point where we've been able to bring someone on to manage our operations for us and to manage the program. Um, his name is John, and he's just been a wonderful wonderful asset to our organization and just making things happen, uh, making a lot of the ideas happen for us. Um, so yes, it's still early days for us in this new new format and having a bigger team around us with Saints Rugby too but we can already just see how um, it's allowing us to have that that brain space and that capacity to be able to grow again. What do you think it's going to look like in the next 12 months? Oh, it's sort of it's um, you know we've got some big goals this year yeah. um, we've set some big events that we want to be part of and um and we've got some big numbers that we want to grow to. Um, I think ultimately for us, we're going to do everything we can to get as many kids and families involved in the program as possible, wherever that may be. And having John on board has just really, as Carly said, it's freed our minds a little bit from that, um, you know, sitting behind a computer, trying to get out emails and registrations and all that sort of stuff and being able to focus on that program development again and the big picture stuff. Yeah. Um, so having that, we've we've got about five launches coming up in the next uh, two months um, and, and uh, having a steady flow of um, emails coming into, into our hello at senserugby.com email address. Drop the email address. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Love it. We'll slow um, this da- that bit down in the recording so everyone yeah. can yeah. so, Five launches. Wow, yeah, that's crazy. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. We're also looking at different ways to deliver the program too. So um, we use mainly obviously that NDIS model and kids being able to join practices that way. We're also looking at which kids are missing out, um, who is really needing it and are not getting access to it, and how can we also service that part of the community. So that's a big part of John's focus for us too. Um, I think, like Jesse said, this year we really want to, we, we're sort of do, doing a few, few things in the back end around just building central spaces for us all to connect, but um, mainly just, just I guess, streamline things to be able to get mm-hmm. to as many kids as we can. Yeah, yeah. And when since rugby isn't one business that's enough to run, let's just do another one. Let's do sense <laughs> therapy. So uh, fly us in. What does sense therapy look like? Sure. So we started Sense Literally Therapy probably. The yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Sorry, Carlene, go. <laughs> no, we started Sense Therapies probably around uh, it's a year and a few months now. Um, actually, it's probably a year and six now. Yeah. So we really wanted to put our brains together also in just a, not just that rugby format, but um, in bringing therapists into a place, in building our own team and in delivering one on one therapy as well. I guess we sort of um, twisted into that or um, I guess got into that a little bit with the pandemic too in that I was focusing on delivering some sessions again. Um, but, you know, as that happened, we uh, I got pregnant, got to mat leave time, and we said to each other, look, 
let's just see how we go. Let's see if we can find some therapist. I think as, as Kathy, as you well know, and probably everyone listening to this podcast knows. <laughs> um, yeah, recruitment. Finding, yeah, one. recruitment's challenging, but we put it out there and we were really fortunate in getting some really quality applicants come through for our OT roles. And it's been something that's been in our bigger picture dreams for a long time. So when that happened, we we decided let's go for it and let's add our um, sense therapies clinic into into our organisation as well. Um, we've now got four OTs, one more to join shortly, um, and a couple of admin staff and um, a few allied health assistants working with us as well. It's grown pretty quickly. As we know, there's a big demand for OT around Oz, and we're just really, really loving being able to work on the ground um, through through our, our services too. So, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, been pretty, pretty rapid. Uh, what, and, and they're quite different businesses as well and so there's probably a good good uh good basket of um principles from rugby that you can bring over to sense therapy but there's also it's a whole new startup as well so what if you like what has the business taught you what has sense therapy taught you in the last year oh gosh systemizing (laughs) oh is that what you're up to (laughs) i think just just ideas in your head that people read your mind but they've got to live somewhere yes communication communication streamlining making um, processes (laughs) yes says carlene for the third time (laughs) (laughs) that probably sums it up pretty well i guess like I think if I had to summarise what the year has taught us is that when it's different, so since rugby, we worked with a lot of, or we work with a lot of business owners, um, there's a lot of independence, a lot of us providing a platform for other people to run with. Um, Sense Therapies is more in the business, I would say, um, in in that way. We, we're here on the daily. We're running a, a you know a fast-moving business. And one of the things that Jesse and I are working on is really embracing the messiness of people and, and leading a team um, and enjoying the process of working with people and helping to um, to get the best out of our team. And I think that when we've kind of stepped into it with that mindset, it's allowing us to to enjoy the moments and enjoy the process rather than just have a super, you know, as we tend to do with business, have a really outcome focused mindset. So um, that's one thing I feel we've we've really learned and and are embracing at the moment. Mm. To be honest, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. Um, yeah, I guess we've. Um, what we've tried to do um, with our staff is I, we've sort of brought our principles from my rugby experience um, and also sense rugby into the business, but I'm just seeing how much, um, I guess, working from a base of, um, I guess, the way I think of it is our OTs um, are our, they're our players and we look after our OTs as best we possibly can. Um, so they get their recovery, um, they get looked after, they get taught well. Um, and for us, that's, you know, they're our, they're our asset. Um, and then we've got our admin staff that are, that are overseeing that and they're our managers and they're looking after the people within that um, ourselves as well. Um, and I guess what Carly and I, or more so Carly, but 
um, we're trying to move towards is Carly more coming out of um, that back-end business stuff um, as much as you can and just focusing on mentoring our um, our staff and making sure that she can really meet their needs and help them to be whatever they want to be after this or, mm. um, you know, and just be able to grow as best they possibly can within this. Yeah, yeah I think that that culture focus that comes from sport has been a big one for us and I think it's really important in the OT world right now. Um, I think that we are seeing a lot of burnout. We are seeing a lot of um, staff turnover and for us we really wanted to focus on treating our therapists with the compassion they give and making sure that someone's looking after the therapist, not just the therapist is looking after everyone else. Um, I felt that that was often missing. So I, I feel we've, we brought that into, into our space here together. Um, and we, you know, it's not easy. As I said, it's a messy journey, but it certainly is something that we're seeing a lot of, um, a lot of value in. Yeah. The word that comes to mind in hearing that is leadership. And maybe that's a key difference between your first business and now this one, that you've got to lead yourself first in front of others mm-hmm. and you have to kind of step in and lead lead others towards whoever and, you know, they want to be as well. Uh, the piece around burnout's really, really interesting. Um, and I've sort of been in conversation with business owners in the last little while and the word that kind of comes up in lots of different ways is sustainability and that you're actually wanting to create therapists that have got the right amount of regulation and on autonomy so that they are sustainable in the profession for the next five, ten years as, as well. Does that stuff kind of resonate with you? 100%. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, firstly, like I thought, professional sport was hard and let let me tell you it is it is very hard (laughs) um and I've been doing a little bit of work as an allied health assistant um within um within our business and and working with some of the community uh and I have to say like it is super draining like it is Mm. you know being able to be so in tune with that client and having empathy and and compassion for their situation it takes a lot from you and I, I, I don't know that I fully appreciated that when Carly was working as an OT and seeing eight to ten clients a day um, and she'd come home and, and be like, oh, man, I'm just wrecked. And I was thinking, oh, you know, that's full-time work. That's normal. And looking back on that now and me seeing my three clients a day, I'm going, shit, like, how did you do that? Um, so, yeah, like yeah. we fully understand um, how tough it is there out there for, for the OTs and the therapists mm. that are working with, with the clients. You know, if they want to be able to do their job as best they can, then we need to be looking after them. Yeah. What are you bringing to your team regarding sustainability and self-care I would say the biggest part for us is connection I we really we take the time and have taken the time from the start to get to know our therapists to really make sure we know and create a safe space for them as well and I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all model I don't think what works for one therapist works for another we've got a wide range of therapists in our team so we've got 
you know, we've got Emma Tonegato who's just joined us, who comes from similar background to Jesse, you know, has won a gold medal at the Olympics and has had all this life experience and has been challenged to extremes, um, you know, in her life, who's now taken a completely different role while still playing. And I think what works for Emma is really different to what works for, you know, Leonie, who's one of our other therapists mm. who's, um, you know, about to head off on maternity leave. And I think we cannot try and come into the into the fold with something that's going to work for everything, for yeah. everyone. I think you need to get to know your team and you need to really care about them to know what is going to be the thing that is going to mean for them that it's mm. sustainable. Yeah. And I think um, I think a lot of it comes from just modelling that behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, whenever Carly and I need to take a break, um, we'll put it in our clinico schedules. You know, it's in there that Carly's doing Pilates. It's in there that Jesse's having a self care hour or whatever mm-hmm. it is, so that they feel that they're actually able to put that in there as well where they need it. Um, and they and we know not to not to contact them around that time. Mm. it's creating safe spaces which I think that's something that's definitely come from rugby I mean what we we in the essence of what we do in sense rugby is create a safe space for people to participate in a team so we took that into this role in creating a safe space for our therapists to participate in a team so it, it is about knowing them about connecting with them and about working out yeah how, how to model it how to demonstrate that behavior and those permissions to call it how it is. If it's not a great day, it's not a great day. If it is a great day, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you celebrate as, as well. But those permissions to use your time and push and pull your time and acknowledge that work, that, you know, family, friends, fun and work can all fit in the same calendar. Mm-hmm. I think also just what, we've, what we're learning and what we're working towards is just clarity. I think mm-hmm. it's Renee Brown that talks about clear is kind. Mm-hmm. I think yes. it's one of the things she talks about in her books, but that's certainly something that Jesse and I were not very good at at mm-hmm. the start, that we're trying to move towards to having really clear expectations, a really um, open communication and also being really willing to say, hey, I messed up. I shouldn't have yep. said that that way. I should have changed that and being really clear about what our intentions are when we have conversations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, there's two beautiful little girls sitting in the business as well. Um, What does your week look like? Like you've got rugby, you've got therapy, you've got the kidlets, you've got yourselves, you've got each other. How Mm. does it all hang together? I think you saw that it was hanging together by a thread when we were working (laughs) together. (laughs) But no, we certainly, so we had Lily, our second little bub, uh, in February last year. And we had a lot of curveballs thrown in the end of my pregnancy and it was quite a challenging time for us to do that balancing piece. It always is. I don't think we're going to get to some magic moment where that's not, that's just yeah. easy. Um, but we've certainly moved to a space where at least we've got daycare three days a week for both and, um, you know, getting that getting that help where we need it. Um, so that at the moment, I suppose that's our, our week. We've got our three days where we're both present and here. We tend to try and create some boundaries around the days we're not here when we are with the kids. Um, it's difficult, though, and it's a work in progress, um, especially I find the times where we're bringing on new staff in particular. Um, we want to obviously be as available as we can. So we are um, focusing on we connect every Monday, Jesse and I. 
I think it's um yeah, we we like to have a structure um that we can work off, but we also realize that it's just sort of it's sort of messy and it, and it needs to be flexible. Um, like Carly said, when, when we are bringing on new staff, especially because um, Carly's going to be more there for um, their upskilling and all that sort of stuff. So she mm-hmm. might need to work and I might need to be at home with the kids and vice versa. So um, being able to adapt. Yeah, it's been essential. In saying that, I think something that we've changed this year that's been a positive thing for us is working out who the primary parent is on one particular yeah. day. So ah. I guess this is a luxury of having two people who are two parents in one in one business together. But we wanted to have a presence in the clinic at most times and working out who the primary parent has really helped us to know that when, like today's a good example because today Lilial and one-year-old needed her vaccinations. So that was the only time we could get. So usually Jesse and I are both in the clinics on Thursday, but knowing it's Jesse's primary parent, they helped us to go, okay, well, that falls on him and that means I get that availability here. Other days it's Jesse's day to do that. So it allows for less um, confusion. Mm-hmm. We also have been connecting on a Monday and just kind of going, okay, this is our week and this is what the week looks like in front of us and then been able to communicate what are those critical points within the week that we need to um, either both be present or, um, Divide you know, one. Yeah, uh, which is definitely is definitely changed that. Being a newer business, I think that will be evolving and it will be changing as our kids grow. But flexibility is so important with young kids because, you know, someone gets sick or things are always changing. So it, it, it is something where we just felt that that model helped us a lot. Yeah, yeah. Structures, yeah, structures are mixed blessing. You know, you need to write them out, don't you? Mm. You just need to write them out for that moment, that hour, that week, that month. And mm. uh, I guess it's that um, dynamic structure that you need to be able to push it and pull it around so that it that it kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, – I, and, and sort of I, I know you guys and you, you are just such magnificent blue sky thinkers. You're always just thinking ahead and come up with ideas. And, um, you know, that is absolutely to be encouraged for every business owner. But there's a crunch time as well. Like people have to do the things and the operations and the systems have to be built. So where are you guys sitting kind of now between, you know, the big picture goals, strategic stuff and and getting the the glue of um, who does what when in the in the businesses as well. I think this is also something uh, that John has really helped with coming on board um, yeah. because it's actually created a little bit more um, well, <laughs> not that I'd ever say this is a good thing, but it's created a little bit of separation between Carly and I. Um, so that Carly's sort of free, yeah, free in to the worst possible way. We all know <laughs> she's yeah, free no, to focus on on sense therapies um, and can get that sort of those systems up and running. And I'm more in that rugby side of things now. Um, and John's helping us along mm. the journey with mostly rugby, but he's also having a little bit of input on on the therapy side of thing as well. And let's be honest, it's just not it's just not a good idea to have to tell each other what to do all the time. <laughs> no. I'm no. sure we've got lots. I'm sure you've got lots of people who are together in business as, as families as well, Kathy. A surprising uh, number. Yeah. A surprising it's common, number. Isn't it? Yeah, it's really but common. It's, that's the thing. Like it, it is hard to be able to tell each other what, yeah. what to do or pull each other up on things um, and all set the time. Boundaries. 
but also we get to sharing that common goal. So it's like, yeah, we get those hard parts, but we also get the best parts. You know, mm. if if um, if someone else goes to work and has a win there, then their partner's not necessarily involved mm. in that. So for me, that's I, I like yeah. that. I think it's, it's awesome. Cool. Yeah, it's a passion that we share yeah. together. It's something that we um, get to do together. So I think that's really good. And now we're getting to that point with that systemizing and building those ideas that we get to do what we're best at. Um, we get to do that part and we, you know, focus on leadership and on being able to lead our team and being there for our team. And those things that just doesn't need to be us are being managed by other people um, who have that in their strength sets, um, which we don't. And I think the other thing there is just it it is a big step as a business owner that to make that decision because obviously it's expensive to get other people to do things um, that you can do yourself. But for us, it was a decision made to, to focus on building those foundations really right. Um, and then kind of moving, moving off the, um, moving on from there. Yeah. I was uh, doing a training yesterday um interestingly about systems and there was a, a comment I made towards the end about the cost of inaction and what if you don't you know what if you didn't get that business manager in to drive sense rugby what if you didn't bring in customer service support and system support and therapy what I observe is when that investment doesn't happen the business owner probably stays a clinician and just does the admin stuff after dark and on on weekends and you just end up spinning your wheels and getting so stuck and you just end up with three full-time jobs uh, as well. Yes, exactly. And I think to an extent that's what happened with rugby for us at the start. We wanted to do it all ourselves and it was a nice reflection point to go, actually, you know what? We are talking about building teams, but we're not building a team. <laughs> oh, there's a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we were talking about the importance, of, yeah, the importance of using different strengths within our organisation. And um, we, I think, you know, we're building a team around us with clinicians delivering the program and awesome practices, being able to, you know, get this on the ground with them. But internally, I think we were just really struggling with trying to be all of the people within the mm. business. Yeah. And yeah. what I feel happened a little bit is the passion is really hard to sustain yeah. when you are doing a hundred different things that you're not necessarily there for. Um, so for us, that reflection point was really important. And again, something that we probably brought into our, brought into our therapy business a little bit earlier mm. because we just didn't want to repeat that, that cycle. Um, and definitely I think that for us being able to have the right people in the right places, keep us passionate, keeps us moving forward and it keeps us really enjoying what we're doing, um, which is important to us. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, essentially you were, you know, running a family and running two businesses in the context of a pandemic. So mm. something was going to kind of uh, not so much. Yeah. Something was going to give and something was going to mm. take. So uh, it, it just reminds me of that expression. I don't know quite where it came from, but sometimes you have to go slow, mm. slower to go far. And you do yeah. need to kind of pause at times and take stock and get some external perspective and advice mm. and input and then decide which way you're going to go and at what sort of speed. Yeah, that's it. And that was a lesson learned. I'm very much a 
things need to be done yesterday person. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's challenging for me to stop and mm. reflect and think about it, but necessary. And I think Jesse um, balances me out really well there. It's yeah. yeah. I guess it took. Um, it probably took a little bit of um, like there was that reflection time, but it was also both Carly and I probably um, struggle a little bit with asking for help um, when we need it. So it was probably having a program manager on for Sense Rugby was something we spoke about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a new idea. Yeah, it's not something yeah. that no we, surprises on that one. Yeah, it was just something we put off because we were like, oh no, we're going all right. It's fine. It's mm-hmm. fine. And then until it wasn't fine and it was mm. mid-pandemic and we're going, what is going on here? We've invested so much of ourselves into this program and it could potentially just go to nothing here. So it was like a moment of, all right, we've got to have a bit of courage here and just ask for the help we need. We know this program is valuable to our, um, to our staff, to the clinics we run it with, to the families. It can't stop, but how do we make it work? And, and that was ultimately the moment where we went, all right, we need to double down here and, mm-hmm. and get a program manager, ask for that help that we need and, and move on. Definitely. It's on the rails now, isn't it? It's yeah, really, absolutely. yeah, going to go from strength to strength. What about sense therapy? What do you think that's going to look like in three or four years' time? I'm really excited about that. Mm. It's, um, and, uh, you know, I feel that because we've had that experience now of knowing when we need to ask for help a little bit more, I think that will allow us to, to build the team we need around us. We're really looking to, um, I guess, be able to deliver something really, really, um, I guess, forward thinking in our area. Mm. So, um, exciting things happening in terms of how that actually looks, but um, really just thinking about um, mixing up how therapy is delivered and how families think about therapy and what it should look like um, and making that work practically for us. Um, We're always looking for more therapists. There's more, um, you know, there's, there's lots of clients who need help, but we're also kind of thinking about, okay, how do we make sure that families are not sitting on a wait list for two years when they've got a two-year-old and they're desperately needing help. Um, so for us, that's that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, and we're also looking to, um, you know, be able to find ways to stay within our lane and be really good at what we do as OTs, but be able to offer, fa- offer families some support from other multidisciplinary teams as well and how to make that really easy and practical on in their lives. For us, you know, running two businesses, as you said, and our family, we just realised, my gosh, it must be hard to attend so many appointments every week <laughs> yeah. when, you know, mm-hmm. one doctor's appointment is is enough to throw our week out. So that's kind of where we're at, just looking mm-hmm. at how do we make therapy um, a not a stressor for a family but actually yeah. something that they can, uh, that they can um, go to and know they're going to get a lot of value out of. Yeah. And while we're recording this session and you're sitting in your beautiful purpose-built gym, you guys, you know, that's not the only way you provide therapy and um, achieve outcomes with kids. You guys are down the beach and in the park and down the street and really making it uh, beautifully practical and accessible and effective as, as well. Yeah, that's where life happens, right? We're pretty lucky yeah. down here. We've got some really nice beaches. We've got some great bushwalks. Um, 
you know, I, I think in, in terms of locations that we could be to be able to do and provide the therapy that we want to out in nature and, and um, doing those things that the kids want to get out and do, um, Wollongong's a pretty pretty good place for that. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely. think Jesse's just trying to sell it to the potential OTs. Do you think he is? <laughs> Beautiful beaches. Oh, Lifestyle job. Oh, Hot all year round. It's not even raining here. <laughs> is there some agenda that I uh, didn't get sent? <laughs> too good. Too good. So we've got a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes left. What um what would you like to share with other allied health business owners that are listening in? Maybe some key moments, some key learnings, key fears, key opportunities. That's for you, mate. <laughs> That's just handball that up. one. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, I guess it depends on where you are in this journey. Yeah. Um, but I think the most important thing that we've learned is through it all to just really keep an eye on what you want to achieve through what you're doing um, and not be afraid to collaborate. We, I entered the profession with a very, um, uh, not a very collaborative focus on, on what's happening um, around us. And that was just, I just think we're, we're so we can help each other out so much um, and make life so much easier for each other by connecting together a lot more. So that would be that would be probably something that I've learned. There's just we're in a uniquely placed position where from the start we were able to through Sense Rugby connect to so many business owners and therapists around that are doing things so well, but that are you know struggling to find connection point as business owners and as allied health therapists and we're kind of on on our own path so I think just connecting together and collaborating really helps us all be better yeah yeah no yeah the time is just so perfect for that as we're you know coming off the end of pandemic and yeah that need for connection and sharing and generosity and kindness absolutely perfect Jesse what do you reckon Oh, I think it's probably just that piece around, um, you know, looking looking after ourselves and looking mm. after each other, um, looking after your staff and the clients and just making sure that um, if you need help, there is help there and, and definitely don't, yeah. don't hesitate to ask because us doing that for so long definitely put the brakes on us for a long time and mm. um, I, I, I'm just so happy we've gone and done that and... Mm. Um, we can move forward in our little adventure and and help as many people as as possible. Yeah. Big reminder about, you know, your human first and a employee second, Mm. human first and a client second. So, yeah. One of the psychologists that we work with here, Alicia Fomelli, she's from Brave Psychology, and she came and did a PD session actually for our OTs in here and we'd all gone in with this idea of, you know, we're going to learn all of these things about, kids and therapy and oh, kind of work with the parents. How did that end up? And <laughs> it ended in, you know, her just explaining to us what happens to our bodies and to our nervous systems when we spend all day helping people who are dysregulated regulate. Mm. And I think all of our therapists just really appreciated that being acknowledged and mm. seen that, you know what, that takes a lot. 
So mm. I think um, it was, it, it didn't quite go the way we wanted it to <laughs> at necessarily at that point, but it was so meaningful in making sure that if we look after ourselves and fill our own cups first, then we can actually provide a service Serve. that's going to be, you yeah. know, more meaningful. Yeah. Oh, that is just such a beautiful, beautiful spot to end. Thank you so much for uh, sharing up the uh, the next uh, point in the adventure. And uh, don't be a stranger. Let's kind of make sure that we kind of get another recording in before two or three years, whenever the last one was. Because um, Sounds it's good. Going go. it's, it's going beautifully. Well done. All what right. Thanks, Kathy. Right. See ya. Thanks, Kathy. See ya. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. For show notes and other resources, please visit practicemadeperfectpodcast.com. While you are there, you can subscribe for future episodes and continue your business adventure with me. And please be sure to share this and other episodes with your friends and colleagues. The Private Practice Made Perfect podcast is brought to you by Experts on Air Podcast Network.